What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Founders Journal, the go-to podcast for the early-stage entrepreneur. I'm Alex Lieberman, co-founder and executive chairman of Morning Brew. First off, I want to thank the hundreds of you that have sent me emails over the last few weeks. It has been incredible to have one-on-one conversations with this community, and it energizes me so much and honestly makes all the time that I spend writing these episodes and recording them so incredibly worth it. If you haven't yet emailed me or you just have a challenge top of mind that you want to share with me, shoot me an email to alex at morningbrew.com. I want to keep meeting you all. And second, today's episode is my journal entry for the week. It's 10 p.m. on Wednesday. I sat down 45 minutes ago and I just started writing. Everything I'm about to read is what I wrote down exactly as I wrote it. Let's hop into it. your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Dear Diary, I'm feeling overwhelmed, but in a good way. It's funny how life can switch from feeling like you have nothing going on and you dread sitting in boredom to feeling overwhelmed and having no idea how you'll get everything done. I think the punchline here is that there are things to find beauty in and things to find pain in no matter what the experience is in life. It is ultimately your choice which lens you choose to wear to view your experiences. When you're bored, you can choose to say, I feel unmotivated and envious of those who seem busy and stimulated, or you can choose to feel grateful for the ability to fill your free time as you choose to fill it and the opportunity to find something exciting to do with that time you have open. Same thing goes for being super busy and overwhelmed. You can choose to feel bad for yourself and wish you had a moment to breathe, or you can choose to see it as an opportunity to learn and grow really quickly and be really efficient with your time, basically out of force function. All of this to say that I feel grateful for feeling a bit overwhelmed right now. Yes, I'm writing this entry at 9 p.m. after a nonstop day, but it was a nonstop day filled with really rich and interesting experiences that I feel super grateful for. Let me tell you about my day. I started my day visiting my first ever nephew, Eli, who was born just 24 hours ago. I talk a lot about the wisdom in children and all that we can learn from them as adults, and I was reminded of this truth as I held this beautiful six-pound baby boy and stared into his eyes. I was in awe of his entire way of being, how peacefully he slept in my arms, not a care in the world, no fear of being liked, no anxiety about his future, no rumination about his identity or purpose, just the purest form of being present to his very new experience in this world. And I was in awe of his wonder. Every time he opened his eyes, he was likely seeing, smelling, hearing, and feeling something totally unique for the very first time. And I think about what if we reminded ourselves to try and approach life a little like Eli? Of course, we have all of the things that take us out of being present. The judgment of others, self-limiting beliefs we have, future fears for our lives, all of the stories and meaning that baby Eli hasn't yet been taught to make for himself. And so as I reflect on this experience with my adorable nephew, I'm of course reminded of the profundity of life and the things that actually matter. 
but I'm also optimistic about what all of our lives can look like if we introduce being present and observing with wonder in all that we experience, no matter how painful or beautiful. So that was my morning. Uh, Let's go on to the rest of my day. The remainder of my day was a hodgepodge, a hodgepodge of morning brew stuff, story arb stuff, and exploratory stuff as I continue my journey of building a personal holding company. And for those of you that haven't heard me talk about a personal holding company, basically the idea of having many companies under me that I've started, but all of these companies, I'm not the CEO. I have an amazing CEO who runs these businesses. So here's the highlight reel. In Brewland, I am 100% focused on creating the best content for early stage entrepreneurs. This includes Founders Journal, 60 Second Startup, and YouTube videos. We took a look at the stats for Founders Journal, and last month we did 152,000 downloads. We are far off from peak, which was 300,000 downloads in a month a few years ago, but it always takes time to build audience up after you've taken a hiatus, which we did. My goal is to grow 10% over the next 30 days, which means we need to do 167,000 downloads next month. There are two ways that we get there. And I'm talking about in the context of the podcast, but this is generally how I think about growing any sort of content business or content franchise. Two things you do, better content strategy and better distribution strategy. Better content strategy is informed by episode performance data and feedback from you all in my inbox. It's one of the reasons I love talking to you, so I know what you like and I know what you don't like. The top performers this month for Founders Journal were my long-form interview with Tyler Dank, and by the way, that's the only long-form interview I've done on the show so far. And then the second highest performer was my solo episode on limiting beliefs, which means this month I'm going to try to get at least two long form interviews in. So I have to find a few New York City entrepreneurs to host at Morning Brew HQ to do hour long breakdowns of their businesses and the playbooks for building in the early stages. And then one episode a week around managing your mind as an entrepreneur, since the solo episode on limiting beliefs did well. And I think back to the early days of Founders Journal a few years ago, you know, one of the best performing episodes was talking about imposter syndrome. So clearly managing your mind is something that resonates with you and it's something you enjoy hearing me talk about. On the distribution side, I'm going to focus on just one thing only, and I want to just see how big of an impact that thing has. I'm going to promote each episode three times on all of my social platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, maybe TikTok, and I'm going to do it consistently for a month and see what happens because I don't think I've ever consistently posted promoting each episode for a full month. Outside of Founders Journal, 60 Second Startup, which is my short form video version of Shark Tank, is absolutely crushing it. Two videos have gotten over 500,000 views this month, and it shows the power in remixing old ideas to create high performing new ideas. Here's what I mean by that 60 Second Startup very much just brings an old idea, which is Shark Tank, uh, you know, founders pitching judges in front of an audience. It takes that idea and it just brings that idea to a new form factor, which is short form social. And then even if you think back to Morning Brew, we did the same thing. Morning Brew brought the Wall Street Journal to a millennial friendly format in email versus a destination website. Outside of the brew, I'm in execution mode for StoryArb, which is my first personal holding company business. And if you don't know what StoryArb is, it's a personal brand accelerator for investors and B2B executives. I would define our current stage of this business as the bridge to scale. I'll explain what I mean by that. We have a good product 
We have a dozen plus customers. We have six team members across CEO, operations, uh, content strategists, and writers. Things are definitely humming, but things are also messy. Things are resource constrained and definitely challenging at times. And that's the case with any early stage startup. Our plan is simple right now. We are working on supercharging our product so that we can crush it for clients, so that we can retain clients longer because one of the biggest challenges with any service or agency business is retention. To do that, we need smoother operations, we need more people, and that means more moving parts. It is all necessary, but it is guaranteed to throw us curveballs. X project is taking too long. Y person is not doing what's needed. Means we have to have hard conversations. Z candidate is asking for a ton of money. Is it worth paying the the money? Or is it worth negotiating? Or is it worth looking at another candidate? It is all messy, but I absolutely love the messiness of early stage businesses. And the rest of my day was spent in what I call the idea maze, which I define as this exploratory journey to research a bunch of problems that I'm interested in solving, uh, a few business ideas tied to these problems, and then testing a number of those business ideas to ultimately get to the one idea that I want to spin up next as the second company in my personal holding company after StoryArb. And I'll share a few ideas that I'm currently going through the maze of, but I also just want to say that going through the idea maze is one of my favorite parts of entrepreneurship. There is so much excitement about the promise of solving an interesting problem. There's something so exciting about seeing an opportunity that you feel like hasn't been exploited or taken advantage of yet to create value for a customer in a novel way. And then also as you're going through the idea maze, you have the opportunity to talk to and learn from you know, top 1% people that have dedicated their careers to the problem that you're looking into. So Now, let me talk about specifically what's going through the idea maze at the moment. First, if you're a longtime listener of Founders Journal or if you follow me on social, you've seen me talk about this idea a while ago, which is SDRs as a service. And for those of you that don't work in a sales-driven org, SDR stands for Sales Development Representative. It's basically the most junior person in a sales org who's responsible for kind of like all of the very manual tasks to book meetings with prospects who could become customers. And so the idea of SDR as a service is basically something that does cold outreach and book sales calls for companies without having a full in-house team because a lot of organizations have you know, dozens of SDRs who work in their company as full-time payroll W-2 employees. And in a lot of cases, that may not be the most efficient decision. Well, anyway, on this idea, I spoke to an entrepreneur who reached out to me after seeing the idea on social. He saw me post about it. And he has an incredibly novel solution for this problem. And now we're discussing partnering. Also, the really funny and full circle thing about this is this entrepreneur is someone who is in my analyst class at Morgan Stanley in 2015. So we both worked in fixed income sales and trading. And now we're, you know, obviously doing something very different within uh, building startups. His idea basically is to build the Uber for sales, where any person can access a marketplace of sales jobs. They can apply for a job as a freelancer. They can get accepted to that job. They can go through a one-hour training, and then they can start making cold calls on behalf of the company. So 
Um, I'll just use a quick example. Let's just say for StoryArb, I signed up on this platform. Let's say my goal for StoryArb was to get B2B CEOs to become clients of StoryArb and pay, you know, StoryArb $7,000 a month. I would post the job on the marketplace of I want to book calls, sales calls with, um, with interested warm leads in StoryArb, a bunch of users of this platform who want to basically do freelance cold calling would see this job, they'd apply for it. If I accepted them, then they would go through my training where I have a script of how to tell the story of StoryArb, if what are common objections that prospects would have, how to handle objections, uh, questions to ask clients to qualify them. And then this person, like anyone who's doing these sales calls, would be able to have their calls if someone's interested in having a demo call or talk further about being a customer of StoryArb, they would be able to book time on my calendar or the calendar of someone in my company for us to ultimately close a deal with them. And in doing so, the user would basically get a fee. They would get a payout for every meeting that they book on my calendar. And on this entrepreneur's uh, platform, the payout could be anywhere from $200 to $1,000. So the reason I find this fascinating is basically any American can become a cold caller from the comfort of their home, and any company now has access to an army of trained SDRs. And I think it's fascinating because like Uber, DoorDash, uh, TaskRabbit has basically taken every American who wants to be a gig economy worker or monetize kind of their skills, but it's all been done within manual labor. This is the first time I've seen it be done within kind of like knowledge work. And it makes me think about what are all the opportunities outside of SDRs of like knowledge work, like work that is done in companies but that can be done by the majority of Americans in the sense that it's not super high skill where like you didn't have to go to school to get a specific degree to do the thing. So anyway, that's one of the ideas going through the idea maze. Second idea is one that is, I would say, at the very beginning of the idea maze. And the idea is a marketplace to pair creators and celebrities with brands for equity or rev share deals. And so basically the thought I have here is that I've seen so many people who have built audience on the internet become owners in different businesses. Like, you know, my friend Cody Sanchez became an owner in Viral Cuts, which is a short form video agency. Uh, my friend Patty Galloway is an owner in a YouTube uh, job platform for people who want to hire YouTube editors. My friend Sean Purry, he is an owner now in Support Shepherd, which basically allows people to hire virtual assistants in the Philippines. And so there are more and more examples of people who have built large audiences on the internet becoming owners in companies because they effectively act as like the marketing distribution to help those companies acquire customers. But I would say all of those people that I just mentioned and all those deals that happened were kind of done ad hoc through personal relationships. But there are tons of creators out there who want to make money outside of just ad deals, meaning they want to build up ownership in something, in an asset, so they don't have to create content forever. And there are companies who want access to quality distribution that celebrities or creators have. And so the idea here is a marketplace to pair people to do that. Marketplace businesses are really hard. Uh, so it's something that I... It, it definitely has to be a consideration that it's a really hard business model, but I do feel like I have an unfair advantage because of my access to hundreds of creators. So that's the second idea. And the third idea that I am exploring in the idea maze, and I'm actually exploring this with a fellow 
personal holding company builder is we are looking into helping a very specific category of niche creators launch businesses off the back of their audience. And we're specifically looking at digital businesses like courses or premium content or membership communities. And the niche is the new parent market. Basically, we're looking at creators who create content for new parents. And so that can be accounts ranging from baby nutrition influencers on Instagram to sleep experts for babies on YouTube. Why are we interested in this? Well, parents are obsessed with this content because new parents are obsessed with their babies and they're willing to pay anything for high value products and content that can help them better care for their child. At the same time, from the creator side, baby influencers are great at creating content that adds value to new parents, but there's a very big difference between being a creator and being an entrepreneur, and a lot of these creators do not know how to build a business on top of their audience. The only thing they know how to do is create content and then get advertising deals, and that's how they make money, but that is not necessarily a long-term sustainable way to make money and build wealth as a creator. And so... We're now 18 minutes into this thing, and that was my Wednesday. And that was my Wednesday as an entrepreneur, a creator, and a new uncle. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Love, Alex. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.